Hello everyone and welcome back to Football Weekly. In this podcast we'll be discussing what has happened in the world of football in the past seven days. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh How are you? And once again, Henry Charlton will not be joining us for unknown reasons. But um, in this week's episode, we'll be discussing what our current best 11, if that makes sense, plus manager, uh, is right now in the world of football. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, great teams out there right now. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, the likes of Liverpool... Um, they're also doing well. PSG, even Sheffield United, but I don't think we've got any Sheffield United I players. I have not got any Sheffield United players um, in mind, I can assure you that. <laughs> no. Don't know why I'll go with that, to be honest. Just trying to rant on. Um, yeah, should we just get yeah, to Yeah, crack on. So, who have you got as goalkeeper? Uh, as goalkeeper, I was very close to going for Jan Black, but I did end up going with Alison Becker of Liverpool. I went for the uh, same. He's got 12 clean sheets in his 20 Premier League games and conceded just 11 in those games. So, it's clearly becoming... Worth his money, probably the best goalkeeper in the world right now, if being completely honest. Um, yeah, I also went for Alisson, as you uh, said, 10 clean sheets in the league, and he also has one assist. Ah, exactly. Batson is more of a midfielder than a goalkeeper. Uh, I didn't go for Oblak in the end because he's conceded 21 goals in more games than Alisson, so it shows Oblak, a world class goalkeeper, uh, has conceded more goals in less games. And Allison, which really shows the difference between the two and why Allison's right now is a standout. It shows why Allison is one of the best in the world, and it really does show why Liverpool at the time broke the world record for the goalkeeper in order to bring him in from Roma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, worth the money at the right Definitely. right now, for to say the least. Obviously, he did suffer a bit of an injury this season, but we're not going to let that sway our judgment because he has when he plays. He's yeah, the best if you wanted to, we could even refer back to last season, if I'm honest, to just cement the fact that how yeah. good he actually is. Yeah, then um, move on to right back. I have got Trent Alexander-Arnold. You'll see a rather Liverpool theme running through my goalkeeper and back four, not going to lie. So, (laughs) Trent Alexander-Arnold in the Premier League has 10 clean sheets, 12 assists and 2 goals. So, obviously, I went for him not so much for his defensive capability, although he does have, I think, something like 54 tackles this season. I'm going for more as attacking prowess because to have a fullback who can bomb down that wing and whipping across like he have is like David Beckham esque only a right back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've gone for I've also gone for Trent Alexander Arnold because I mean he's coming coming from Liverpool. He's cost them absolutely nothing. Obviously coming through their youth system. Uh, so whilst he may not be, he's de- well. Whilst he hasn't broken any transfer records, he's definitely the best right back in the world right now. Say so how old he's is he? Twenty. He must be. 20 years old and say, we're saying he's the best right back in the world just tells you everything you need to know right about him massive right achievement uh, I'm guessing then in centre back you've gone for end of a Liverpool I have point. indeed and it is not Joe Gomez all over him oh, what lover he even said himself he's the best defender in the world yeah but he kind of shot himself in the foot there no I've gone for the big Dutch man it is Virgil <laughs> van Dijk I'm sure you've gone for the same uh, not surprised yeah, I've also gone for that. I don't think you can really argue with that. He's got 12 clean sheets this season. Yeah. Um, let me try and read my own writing here. He went seven games, seven clean sheets in a row, um, and has 21 goals against all season. Uh, he has played every single minute of every single Premier League game this season, and overall I think he is the best defender in the world, as I believe he was last year as well. Yeah, well, I've I also got another stat here. In his time at Liverpool, he's played 148 games and he's lost just 28 wow. of them, which shows how, how much of a defensive prowess he is. Uh, he also, I think last year, won the Football Sports Association Player of the Year, which again, like like Josh says, best in the came second in the Ballon d'Or, right but now. in my opinion, he should have won it. Yeah, I, 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 I would win it. 
Ah, oh, oh, he, he wins every year. Um, okay. Uh, who's your other centre? Because we actually had a bit of a debate out over this between ourselves. Because we, we instantly we both knew Van Dijk could be in there, but we, we couldn't really work out who should be a partner in him. Because obviously there's a, a lot of great players out there. Um, did you end up going for? for I did part? not. Oh, okay. I went for the marmite of football. I've no idea that is. <laughs> you either loving or you hate him, you know, Sergio Ramos. Oh, I'm so close to yeah. going for him. I'm so close. I love going for Sergio Ramos. So in the league of this season, he's conceded only 18 goals, 20 clean sheets, um, and 20 clean sheets, and only 32 goals against in 43 competitions in all, or in 43 appearances in all competitions. So I think. This season, he has definitely found form again. Last year, he was a bit shaky, as the whole Madrid team were, you know, going through the three yeah. managers that they had. Um, but mm. this season, he's found his feet again. And honestly, I do believe he is once again one of the best centre-backs in the world. And for him to partner Van Dijk, I believe that is a world-class centre-partnership. <laughs> yeah, it, undoubtedly. Um, I've gone for um, <laughs> I've gone for Ramos' teammate, Rafael Varane. Uh he concedes an average of 0.7 goals per game. But again, you can look at Ramos' stats and say a big reason for Varane having those stats. I have that stat. I have that stat for Ramos. I've just seen it. 0.74 yeah, yeah, goals exactly. a game per 19 or competitions. Yeah, well, yeah, not, not much to be said, really. He has 11 clean sheets, 23 games. He's conceded just 16 goals. Obviously, he won the World Cup with France. Uh, he's just 26 or 25, honestly. I didn't have to check that. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, he's just entered his prime years, um, hence why actually I went over it for him over Ramos because Varane is younger. He's entering his prime years. Ramos is starting. He's to in the twilight of his career. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I went for Varane over Ramos. Uh, I just plus Ra- the only thing I like about Ramos is how how if if his manager was to tell him to take a player out of the game, he'd be able to do that like we saw him do to most. He'd be able to do it without getting, without giving away a foul. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, that's that's one of the reasons I think he's also one of the best centre-backs in the world. Um, on to left-back. I know for a fact we've gone for different people here. Have we? Uh, who have you gone for? <laughs> yeah, I know you've gone for. I've I gone for Andrew him. Robertson of Liverpool, back onto the uh, back onto the Merseyside team. So, Robertson <laughs> has nine clean sheets in his appearances this season, seven assists. Um, he averages, well, this season he has 148 crosses in the Premier League. Which again to have him and Trent, I believe, are the best fullback partnership in the world. And why would I want to break that up in my mm. world eleven? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I've actually continued my Real Madrid trend by going for oh. Marcelo. <laughs> because all right, the way I was looking at this, I, if I was going for four three, because we both gone for the formation four three three. If we're gonna have that, I want the fullbacks bombing down the wing. And while I've gone for Trent, who obviously can do that for Liverpool, Marcelo is a. Um, He's got six assists so far this season. They only got one goal, and he just acts as that like third winger behind Vinicius, Vinicius, whatever his name is, Junior for Real Madrid. Uh, he got his one goal against Barcelona as well, which uh, obviously. You see, ordinarily I would agree with you, but I think if you'd if you'd have asked me this two three years ago, I would have said Marcelo yeah. or David Alaba of of yeah, Bayern I was Munich. David Alaba. Um, mm, but. Yeah. I think Robertson over the past season or two has definitely overtaken him just because of how well he works with Trent and how well he works with the Liverpool forwards. Yeah. I know that's a Liverpool team, but in my opinion, I believe if you yeah. were to put those two full-backs in any team in the world, they would destroy defences. Yeah, they would. They would. Fair, fair enough. 
so like we said before, we've gone for a four-three-three mid. We've both got three centre mids. I don't know if have you gone for defensive and attacking. Um, I've gone. For, I've gone flat. for a flat midfield three, but one of the mad midfielders would hold slightly back. But I wouldn't really call him a holding midfielder. Okay. Alright. Uh, who's your first centre mid? So if we do go from that, go in the middle, I've gone for Frankie De Jong of Barcelona. Okay. Alright. Uh, uh, he's also in mine, but I, I wouldn't have him in the middle personally. No, I, uh, yeah, why? I've got him in the middle purely because he manages. This is in all competitions. He averages sixty one point eight passes per ninety, not point eight key passes, and has a ninety two pass completion rate in all competitions this season. For me personally, I think he's just the man who would make everyone move, make everything work, and you'll notice that I've not gone for a very defensive team, at all. And I yeah. think if I were to go for a defensive team, I probably would have put Angolo Kante in there to do the same thing. Mm, yeah. Or even, based on what you could argue this season, Fred. But I haven't. I have yeah, gone Fred, for, he's coming to it since Bruno Fernandes has come in. I have gone for Frankie de Jong, and I do believe he'll be the one just to move everything about, move the ball about and help my team beat yours. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, De Jong was actually originally. I was when I was searching him, found out he was actually originally a centre back for Ajax. Uh, but before his manager moved him into midfield, where he plays now, it was a big part of Ajax's Champions League semi final run last season. Uh, but yeah, I agree. With it. He's in my team as well. But I, I have him on the more on like the left central. Uh, well, actually, I don't know about that. But he's not that holding midfielder. I, I've gone for more of an attacking midfielder rather than him. Uh, where I've actually gone for Kevin De Bruyne in that position. Uh, he scored eight goals and assisted sixteen goals in twenty six games, which is, we, that's incredible to be honest with you. Uh, he's won eighteen of those games. I don't really have much else to say. Everyone knows he's probably the best midfielder in the world, up for debate possibly. But yeah, he's definitely definitely up there. Uh, hopefully, Bruno Fernandez will actually be challenging him for that uh, with those two Manchester attacking midfielders coming up against each other. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, when you've got him as your playmaker playing that number ten role, possibly in that hole, yeah, you know, you know, your strikers are going to get the service that they need, and he will be that person to. Give now, I've service. also put Kevin De Bruyne in my team, but I've put him as a right central midfielder. So this season okay. he has eight goals, sixteen assists, which is the most in the Premier League, and has one thousand four hundred and seventy passes to his name. Uh, I believe he is yeah. definite. If you put him and Trent on the same side. The service the strikers will get oh, be unbelievable because they're just both bombing down that yeah, side. You can get De Bruyne who can cut in, find the space in behind the defenders, and oh, it'd just be amazing. Yeah, who's your other midfielder? Uh, I've gone for Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson. Oh, I was going to. I Are was you? thinking of him, but <laughs> I was thinking, but I didn't go for him. Uh-uh. Why? See, my thinking behind it was, if you, look, if you check out our previous podcast where we're talking about the best Premier League captain right now, I thought the Premier League, best league in the world, and I, well, Henderson was, Henderson. we both said Henderson's our best captain in the Premier League, probably one of the best in the world, if not the, well, one of the, definitely one of the best. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason for this is when, when he's played for Liverpool, he's won 25 of his 25 games where he's actually featured for them. Obviously, he's had a bit of a knock recently. Um He's only got three goals and five assists, which I say only, that's still not bad in the Liverpool team, which are very productive uh, with the likes of Firmino, Salah, Mane, likewise. 
but he's, he's just an ever-present. Whenever he plays for Liverpool, the midfield looks stable. It looks like it, it, he's like a playmaker, but he'll still hold back and make the tackle that you need. He's that leader that you want in your midfield, and hence why I've gone for him, to be honest. Definitely. My third midfielder, he also plays in the Premier League, but he plays on the blue side of Manchester. I've gone for Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva? I've gone for Bernardo yeah. Silva. I nearly went for Now, five goals and five assists in the Premier League this season. It's not the best. I'll say that he's not the best. No. But he's so versatile. I've put him at the left side yeah. of my midfield, but if you wanted to, you could play him as a right winger. Um, I think mm. last season Pep Guardiola described him as undroppable. And I think he is one of the best midfielders in the world. In his first season in Manchester, he didn't have the best season, didn't really feature. Last season, no. he came in due to an injury from Leroy Sane. And from there, I think he has been outstanding. And in my opinion... He's made, he's made that. He's he, he, he has he's made that position his own in, uh, for Man City. But I also believe he's cemented himself as being one of the best midfielders in the world, as proved by his ranking in the Ballon d'Or last year. Can't remember where he was, but yeah. he featured definitely in the top fifteen. I think. Yeah, fair enough then. Uh, who have you gone for your right wing spot? Moving on to the my attack. My right wing is Jaden Sancho. Oh, oh, he he was second to. I've actually gone. I've gone for Kylian Mbappe, but Sancho was very close to beating him. So for me, fifteen assists, fourteen goals in the Bundesliga alone <coughs> is outstanding mm. for such a young lad. Yeah, it is. He has the potential to go on and become one of the best players in the world if he's not already. It's, 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 so, it's so good that he's, a, he's an Englishman. I know he's brilliant. Well. That we all see him his for years pace, ago. end product, passes in the final third, his eye for a cross, a goal, a pass. It's unbelievable. And to him for be able to link up with the other two I've got in my front three, I reckon that is, that is lethal. I, look, I hope he comes to the Premier yeah. League in the summer. I really do. Even with the players he's got at Dortmund right now with. Royce and Holland. I think Royce has been injured actually, but we've definitely with Holland. He's just what a player. I mean, like you say for his age, he'll, he'll, he'll go on to be up there for the Ballon d'Or one day. Definitely. In my, uh, my, my right wing spot, I've gone for Kylian Mbappe. Uh, I mean, you look at his stats: eighteen goals and seven assists in twenty games. That is twenty-five goal contributions in twenty games. I think could be right, wrong. I've failed maths, man. That could be right. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's got twenty-five goal contributions in twenty games. In a, admittedly not the best of the leagues however it doesn't matter he's still playing teams like uh, the likes of Monaco Marseille uh, Lyon against Depay or whoever he plays for now yeah exactly um, just 21 years of age again like Sancho will be up there for the Ballon d'Or for years to come but right now obviously because this is the right now team he's probably one of the best wingers in the world if not the best in my now opinion. left wing I've gone for your right winger mm. Yeah, I've put Kylian Mbappe at my left wing purely because I wanted to be able to cut in and swing with his right foot. So my stats from Mbappe are 30 goals and 17 assists in all competitions this season. And I know he's predominantly played as a striker for um, PSG, but I know for a fact he can play on the wing and he is an unbelievable winger, an unbelievable player. The pace him and Sancho will bring down the wings. Just, Just imagine this. Sancho on the right wing with De Bruyne and Trent behind him. Mbappe on the left wing with Bernardo Silva and Robertson behind him. That is glorious. That's a team of dreams. That's a team of dreams, I have to admit. Uh, I've gone for um, another PSG player, but Neymar. Controversial. Uh, 
Yeah, very controversial. I was close to putting a... Oh, what's his name? Bernardo Silva in it, actually. But I thought, is he, is he a left wing? I wasn't entirely sure, to be honest. So I went with Neymar because uh, I just looked at his stats. 18 goals, 10 assists in 22 games. If you look at it that way, that is, that's that's world class, admittedly. That is best 11 in the world, if you look at that. However, his attitude to the game isn't great. Uh, obviously, he's memed a lot for diving and things like that. But I've just I put him in there because I think if you give him the ball and let him do his own thing with obviously like all the skills, his dribbling, his end product, he will get that your team goals. He will make those goals, and that's why I put him in there solely for that reason. Uh, admittedly, he was the one player on the team that I wasn't too sure about putting in there. Um, I do think if he, want, if he wants to excel his career, more, he needs to move away from Definitely. PSG. Obviously, at Barcelona, he had the whole controvert. If it was true, but apparent problems with Messi and Suarez. I think honestly, if he was in the Premier League. I think he'd do he'd like the league a light to be honest yeah. if that makes sense I think he'd really flourish in it uh, I think he needs to make that move sooner rather than later he's starting to enter the prime of his career yeah I, th- I think for the, I think he has to for, the, for, the, for his career really so lastly is our striker now if I'm right we have both yes. gone for a Bundesliga striker I've gone Correct. for a Borussia Dortmund striker you've gone for a Bayern Munich striker correct again so yes. I've gone for Sancho's teammate Erling Haaland he has 40 goals and 9 assists in all competitions this season. The assists I'm not so much bothered about is a striker, but it's the 40 goals I'm bothered yeah. about. My God. Him and Mbappe combined yeah, have well. 70 goals in all competitions this season. That is unbelievable. <laughs> to uh, have the service enough, he would have in the team I've made, oh, it's extraordinary. And I, he is, in my opinion, going to be up there. That front three will be running for the Ballon d'Or for the next... Decade, unless someone else comes along, those three could be the, the top three in the Ballon d'Or for years to come. Yeah, they could be. Uh, I've gone for Bayern Munich striker Robert Lewandowski. Uh, for some reason, 25 goals in 23 Bundesliga games. He's got 39 goals in 33 games in all competitions. And there's not really much to say about him, really. He's, what did he get the five? It was five goals in something like 12 minutes. Five goals in nine like minutes against injury. Wolfsburg, world yeah, record. It is. Ridiculous. He's obviously one of the best, best strikers in the world. Probably between him, him and Haaland, if we're being honest, for the best strikers in the world. Uh, like you say, again, playing in a controversial league, if you look at it that way, but I, yeah, I don't really know what to say about him. He's just a quality player, isn't he? Again, it's a shame that he's poor because if he was playing for an actual like, elite nation, if that makes sense, he'd probably have a chance of winning like a World Cup of yeah. sort if we're playing for a France Very or possible. Spain. But, um, uh, yeah. have uh, you, I have chosen a manager of you. Yeah, so, do you want to say yours first? Yeah, but when I was doing this, I didn't put any research in, so bear in mind, it's very <laughs> off, if that makes sense. I just went for Pep Guardiola. I was thinking of Pep Guardiola, but I ended up going for Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, the reason I went for Guardiola, I think every team he's at, he's had success. Uh, he plays such an exciting game. Obviously, there was that entire thing going around earlier this year, uh, last year, I think, where it was like, you're telling me Pep Guardiola is it an effect on League 2 football or something like that, where... Uh, there were teams doing tikka-taka. Plus, such an enjoyable style of football. The fans love to watch him. I think any club in the world, other than maybe Liverpool right now with Klopp, like you say, would want Guardiola as the manager. Yeah, I think I've gone for Klopp purely because of the unbeaten run Liverpool went on uh, towards the end of last mm-hmm. season and this season before they then lost to Watford. Um, it, it was a ridiculously unbeaten run this season. They went, I think, 27 games unbeaten in the Premier League up until they lost to Watford, plus how many they did last year. Yeah. And I think him and 
Guardiola styles are two of the best in the world and I think he is one of the best managers in the world along with Klopp. Moving on then onto the well ever present coronavirus pandemic unfortunately. Uh, of course, the one league right now which has continued to play is the Belarus leagues, uh, where the I think is it prime minister or president I don't know what he is has um, said that the solution for the football uh, for the cure for coronavirus will actually be vodka and saunas. Whilst we cannot confirm okay, whether so it's true or not, the, um, however, there's stuff we all had that. So, torpedo Belaz one, Belshina nil. Rubrest nil, hmm. energetic BGU one, Slutsk nil, Dynamo Breast one, okay, Slavia two, Bate one, Minsk three, Dynamo Minsk two, Grodia nil, Shakhtar two. Isloch 1, Smolevici STI 0, and finally, Neiman Grodno 2, Vitebsk 0. So what does that do to the league? <laughs> well, I can tell you now, I can tell you now, Minsk are top I with you, I 6 care. points. <laughs> No idea. Yeah, the two games in. <laughs> oh, where's the league started? And uh, so they're uh, in Champions League qualifications. What's the point? Then we have Energikut, BGU, and Isloch, uh, second and third by goal difference in there in the Europa League qualifications, and finally in the relegation zone are Belshina. And Gorodia with zero points apiece. Right. <laughs> I hope you've all enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> moving on for the coronavirus then. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this week the Football Association decided, made the decision to suspend all football Steps three to six of non-league, if that makes sense. I worded that terribly. Oh, steps three, three to six of non-league football have been deemed null and void by the FA due to um, the coronavirus. Uh, which but has left, left a lot of teams like feeling very unlucky. Like Southfield very, 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 very on the brink of getting promotion uh, to... Yeah, Southfield are about to get promoted to National League North. I think there were just a few... I could be wrong about this, but could be, I think there were just a few points... Of securing promotion, where they would have replaced Bradford Park Avenue, who digged, uh, who were basically already doomed. They were, they were already basically going to come down. There were twelve points adrift uh, with uh, nine games remaining. I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, I've actually did a piece about that. You can check out on my um, blog. Uh, but yeah, it's really unlucky for teams like that. There was a, oh, I think called Jersey Bulls FC or something like that, and they won twenty seven out of twenty seven games, unbeaten in the league. Uh, they've got the max amount of points. They'd already won the league by ma- mathematical. They'd already won the league. And I had that taken away from them. They've been denied promotion due to this coronavirus. How awful must that feel to come... We've even, they've already confirmed it, and then it's been taken away from yeah, them I by think, the FA. I think the health, the health and safety of coronavirus the fans and the players got, well, and stuff have all got to come first. The, people, the, the fans day, have got to come first. If you are going to declare something um, like null and void, 
it's so harsh on the team that's going to be promoted at the end of the day they've won every single game in the league a maximum amount of points unbeaten and 100% record you've already secured promotion and then it just everything collapses because some guy ate a bat over in China it's 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 horrible I in you just got to feel like, for instance, if they do do that for the likes of <laughs> yeah, Liverpool... It is, it is shocking. I mean, what are the fans going to do when they go to Leeds United and things like that? Not that I'm bothered about them. But it's like, have you heard what the FA have decided that they're, they're going to propose about how to finish off the season? <laughs> so it was it came out today that the FA, I think the middle of the Premier League, have decided that they're no. going to take all the clubs to some training camps in the London and the Midlands. They're going to play out the rest of the season across a couple of weeks, all behind closed doors. Right. I, d- I think so. So every game will be televised. Every just, game will be behind closed doors. And okay. so you can imagine it's going to be like, for instance, you go to St George's Park, England's training ground, and it'll just be like they do a training match, but it'll be between Liverpool and Manchester United. They'll play each other and then that result does count towards the league and every single game will be televised and the league will be finished across a couple of weeks. That's what they said. I think if they're going to do that just for the Premier League, though, they've got to do it for those EFL clubs. Uh, I mean, it's just unfair day, to what, do it for the Premier League. What, what While they may, may have more is, fans... For instance, have it for the first they're couple not of weeks true, of, let's say, sense. May. They're... You do the Premier League. The back end, beginning of June, you do the Championship, then you do League 1, then you do League 2. Mm. And you just, you just do it like that, because in the, the day, then every single professional league is getting covered... And you're giving every every team a chance to secure the promotion, to secure the state, the position in the league, and mm. or to get relegated. And I think then you can dish out the prize money that way. But then again, if they're gonna if they're gonna do that, say um, I don't know, Aston Villa do it, do that just the Premier League, and Aston Villa finish relegation zone. Do they then go down? If I think, I think it has to be. They have to do it across. Oh, the do they just? I think that, oh, do they that's something they have to do. If they're going to do that, they might as well just not play the games. They've not postponed National League One or Two, have they? Mm, yeah. So it's the only way it could really work. Yeah. So you could do it all. Yes, yeah, so you could no, do the, it the, all the those leagues and have this North and training camp thing where they do it each across a couple of weeks. Well, not playing, but you know what I mean. You merge it all together in the bottom. I think it's whoever the lowest team are or the lowest division that haven't been said that they're going to be cancelled if that makes any sense whatsoever that team should not be relegated they should just finish that is but obviously the top team or two get promoted and yeah. people get relegated into it I think that's how we have to finish this season based on what's going on at the minute because otherwise it's unfair on not only the teams getting that have won the league or in the grips of winning the league but also the teams that are mid-table and stuff in the Premier League because as we know each position your prize money increases dramatically yeah uh, I'm just going to quickly move back to the non-league side of things because I'm just reading here uh, South Shields were actually 12 points clear at the top of the Northern Premier League with 9 games left to play so they weren't mathematically sorted but it was very likely they would have gone up and um, they've actually put a complaint into the FA because FA apparently didn't actually say anything like, literally the way these clubs found out was through social media by the FA putting a statement on social media no no communication no dialogue between the club and the FA really is shocking if they're, 
if you're 12 months clear top league and you get you don't get like a like a phone call or an email you just have to go on twitter and hope that you see something that is it is that's part of the fa in that they've got to be at least communicate with these clubs to help them sort them out especially if the financial situation is going to worsen by this because uh, obviously south shields would have received a sum of money if they were to win the league might they have been denied that now the unsure, I'm sure they really want to talk, and they've actually apparently tried to get in contact with the FA to try and overturn their decision. I mean, I think, no, I think the do, point of that is the, the FA said, yeah, had the to release a letter or an email or a phone call out to the club the point, and the chairman yeah. and the manager and the players and stuff before just announcing what was happening. Because that is true, and they did actually do that. I think that's appalling from the FA. At the end of the day, you're running the entire country's mm. football. You should be able to communicate to all these clubs to tell them what's going to be happening before you release it on social media. I yeah. think it's just common courtesy, really. Yeah, and uh, South Shields also have local derbies with the likes of Spennymore, Darlington, Gateshead, and Blythe Spartans, who all play in the National League North. It's where they would have got, obviously, they would have got um, significantly higher gate amounts with the money coming in. The financial situation would have been. Stabilised, it's it is it is poor. It's really unlucky for them, obviously. I mean, I'm happy with it because Bradford Park have been my second team, and I really didn't want them to go down because it is to the you, manager, uh, with them <laughs> season, which is terrific. Um, that's not the point, obviously. Um, <laughs> that is the point to me. Um, but yeah, that's this point of South Shields. Really unfair. I think the FA do need to sort something out with them financially because if their club was to go under now. Due to this whole coronavirus it'd be, it's pandemic, just a obviously to be isn't FA, but I think it definitely is be, looking into of how they're conducting um, things and what to do with not only the leagues that have been cancelled, but the remainder of the football league. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to football stalemate, if that makes sense. Uh, we're going to have to be doing some transfer stuff, even though the transfer window is closed, as there's not really much else to talk about. That was a shocking intro. Yeah, everyone loves one. Uh, one we've got right now, of course, is, obviously, is heavily linked with Manchester United, is Jadon Sancho. Uh, got into Josh's uh, right wing spot on his best 11 in the world right now. Uh, but apparently Bruce Dortmund are giving him the green light to... Um, make that transfer and it will cost I around think if Manchester United do end up getting Jadon Sancho uh, not only is it from Chelsea and Liverpool to bring him in I think like if they get him in that's a real I know they've already got the foundation blocks in place but it's kind of that assurance to the fans that we're not maybe challenging this season but we're sure as hell are going to be challenging for the title in the next one or two years because if you have a front three of let's say uh, Marcus Rashford mm. or Mason Greenwood when he comes along uh, then Marcus Rashford again, Martial, Sancho, Daniel James, with Fernandez, Fred, and Pogba or whoever behind them. I do think that is a man new front line that is incredible. It's just the back yeah. line then that that they have to shore up and the goalkeeper <coughs> Dean Henderson. Hmm. Yeah, they've already got Harry Maguire. Yeah, they've already got Henderson. Uh, I'm going for Brandon Williams. Me, I don't think they need to get one in. There's, there's, I think, one more stable centre-back. Um, who's the left-back? Uh, Brandon Williams or Luke Shaw. I don't really know. If, yeah, I think I'd rather Williams. Uh, but also, the Borussia Dortmund uh, chief executive, Hans-Joachim Wazdke, Waz- I think I'll smash that, to be honest with you. 
he, t he told the Germ German newspaper who were reporting on the whole situation that they have to respect what he wants, uh, and that, that while they want Sancho t to stay, it's going to be on their terms whether he leaves. For example, they're going to say they're going to be trying to push that transfer up as high as possible. So while it, it may be Man United's most expensive one because he's just signed a new contract with the club until twenty twenty two, back in well back in twenty eighteen to be fair. Um, but what it would have been might certainly be a transfer record for Manchester United because they'll certainly cost more than the eighteen million and their own transfer. But right now, it could look that way if they're going to be paid um, Dortmund. I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um. Yeah. Uh, also, on top of that, uh, the Sun actually did a poll whether or not. I mean, I think is, if you look at Borussia uh, Dortmund in the past and all their transfer activity, and, uh, they get players young, cheap. percent of people who said that and they sell them for an absolute fortune. You've got you've got the like. He joined the club a couple of seasons ago from Manchester mm. City for £10 million. And now they're going to sell him three seasons later for yeah, £100 he, million. So they're tenfold the club, their money. Like, like £10 million or something like that? They did it with Dembele as well, mm. to be fair. I mean, 10 times profit. That is that is good transfers from Dortmund. But um, obviously, there's always the worry he could become a demon or a Depay or Alexis Sanchez. I would, I think... Manchester United, uh, as much as they're not I think, I don't, they I don't think that will. a decade If I was honestly Sanchez, they're still I one of, if not the biggest club in the world. You would. You know, business-wise and financial-wise. And it's still got the attraction and the draw that it once mm. did because it's still, I'm playing for Manchester United. Just think Sancho goes to Manchester United, takes the number well. seven shirt. Yeah. He could be the true heir to Ronaldo. The true heir to Ronaldo. Yeah. He's been he's been yeah. offered it actually. Yeah, he could be, he could be. He's got he's got that Portuguese flair as weird as that sounds, despite being English. Um, but yeah, uh, staying with Manchester United actually, Juventus. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Juventus have said to Man United that they are willing to trade either. I don't know how much truth is in this. Paulo Dybala or if I was Manchester not both, United or, going to Juventus, you'd um, take Pogba and we'll take Dybala, which is a good one. Because, in my opinion, Dybala is a far better player than Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba's never been with it for Manchester United, apart from when Solskjaer came in for the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, um, and he did actually go on that amazing run. But for me, Dybala is, overall, the best player there is. But, funnily enough, uh, it came yeah, out earlier this off. week from Wojciech Szczesny, at Juventus, that at the time Massimino Allegri was the manager, which was before Maurizio Sarri, on you've on Cristiano Ronaldo's Champions League debut for Juventus, he was red carded. He went off in tears. He strongly protested the red card and believed he was yeah. innocent. However, under Allegri's rules for the club, any player who got a red card must buy every other member of the first team a gift. Ronaldo protested. He didn't want to for two months. Then after the two months, Allegra told him he had to, otherwise there will be other consequences. So he bought every other Juventus first team player an iMac. Chesney said he once got a red card and bought every single player a pair of headphones. It'd be interesting to see what other players have done. It's an, it's an, in, it's an interesting role, to be honest with you. I quite like it. I mean... We should bring that into blame, and I think. Everyone <laughs> in the first team scores, so that's why it's 30 players. Get. I mean, the fact you can just splash out on <laughs> how many IMAX, say 11, 12. Everyone's got a round. Played. 
Jesus. <laughs> if I can just splash that out, I'd not even think twice about it. It's mental. <laughs> uh, but again, on the uh, Paul Pogba to Juventus transfer, Dybal has played 34 games so far for Juventus this season and scored 13 goals and 12 assists in that time. Do Juventus really think, like, honestly, do they think Pogba could replicate that sort of goal contribution in their team? Cause I know they play different roles, well, they play different roles, but yeah, they, they don't want to give up that amount of goals and assists. But at the end of the day, when Paul Pogba was there originally, player, he was sense, a, a brilliant asset to Juventus, which is why Manchester United wanted to bring him back. So I think if if he if he can replicate what he did before, then he'll be an excellent signing. Have you seen that? Um, have you seen that? Yeah, you've uh, seen no, that I've not seen that, but I can, I can imagine it to be yeah. fair. He's like a little. He's, he's, he's a camera really good player, like and I think if that does happen and Dybala does go, I think Manchester United will have won that and Juventus will have lost. It's so, alright, Gab, thanks for having me once again. All right, everyone, that brings this week's episode of Football Weekly to a close. Uh, I'd like to thank my co-host, Joshua Sykes, once again for being with us. All right. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to, to Safari Beats. Um, they've got a new album coming out at 6pm on SoundCloud called Don't Look At Me Volume 1. He's uh, been getting a lot of recognition on SoundCloud for his, a lot of his beats. You can find him on Instagram by Prod by Safari. Uh, but, yeah, go check that out. It's got some really good stuff on it. Uh, and I've promised him to give him a shout out, so there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously there's not really much to talk about. So next week, if you, if you could possibly, um, if you got this far, uh, listen to the podcast, you could comment some stuff we could talk about. Because uh, next week, every single week we do one, that means next week it's in the um, the balance because we don't know what's going to happen, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that's going to bring this week's episode to a close. Uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you again next week.